Hi, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Release. I am so honored and grateful that you've taken the time to listen to what I have to say. I may sound a little bit groggy. It's because it is currently 6.43 a.m. I've been awake since 5. I haven't been able to sleep. I've been getting this inkling in the back of my head telling me to record, 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 record. So I press record and here we are. Uh, It's really funny because I've surrendered to that thought, right? I've given up control. That thought is coming from within me. I know I need to record. I'm just recording. And this episode is actually about surrendering. And that word has been following me around. I go on TikTok. I go on Twitter. um, Pinterest. Instagram. Everywhere I go. Even conversations. That word, that concept um, has been all around me. And, of course, I'm thinking about the actual word, right? To surrender, to give control back, which means that somebody else has control, right? So to surrender control to, like, an entity, so, like, a godhead figure, or to surrender control to person whoever you are giving that control to that would mean that they have a better understanding of the situation than you they would have a better understanding of of your needs for that situation than you do and I find it really hard for us as humans to be able to surrender sometimes um, more in a spiritual sense it's harder for us to surrender to this um, unseen figure because of sovereignty we believe that we have our best interests at heart we believe that we know what's best for us so why would we give away that control when we don't know if that um being is going to do what we need it to do i really hope that makes sense but i've actually been listening to (laughs) the song surrender by Janae Aiko and I really 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 like the song I love her music but I really like the song because her dad at the end he has a little um speech and he says surrender to quantum consciousness which gave us all that we be can't you see and it is all for free your soul your mind your heart your body your potentiality your actuality your spirituality your reality we get it all for free so why can't we give it all back easily surrender so of course with all of these um instances of surrender kind of bombarding me for the past few weeks and i've been listening to this song on repeat like constantly for the few for the last few weeks so this thought has kind of been brewing in my mind and um, this episode has been brewing in my mind for a while so after listening to this song the multiple times i've listened to this song i've um figured out or I've drawn a few conclusions. So, first of all, control is an illusion, right? We have no control 
of our lives. Even when you look at uh, the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was going about their own thing. Everyone was doing their own thing. And then all of a sudden, the government had the right to take our freedom back um, and our ability to uh, socialize, our ability to go to work, but that was for our safety, right? And, excuse me, but when you think about that, that is kind of what I mean. When I think of um, surrendering, it is someone who has your best interest at heart and they manipulate a situation in order for it to hopefully protect you or hopefully prevent you from having a certain end, right? And that brings me to the example of an overprotective parent. Black parents... A lot of black parents fall into this category, but um, an overprotective parent and their child. And this is me speaking from um, experience, of course, but they want to control what their child does because they want to ensure the safety of that child. Child, They want to monitor what the child is getting up to so they don't put themselves in danger. And sometimes it has to do with them kind of like gripping on really tightly because they don't want their child to grow up. They don't want their child to be in this cold, dark world, right? But they can't prevent that. No, but even though they're holding on to their child so tightly, the child isn't always in the eyes of the parent that the child goes to school the child has friends there are places that this child goes that they don't have that parental supervision they they are they go to school they're associating with people from different backgrounds people that have different um come from homes that have different parenting styles etc etc so your child may come into contact with another child that um, can do something that your child isn't allowed to do. And then now your child comes home and does it and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? But, and then you get mad at them like, that is not something that we do in this house. But you don't realize that you aren't always in control of this child's environment. And to be able to fully allow this child to become themselves eventually you need to allow them to explore those options right you need to allow them to explore their own beliefs and hobbies and because eventually this child is obviously going to grow up eventually this child is going to be on their own eventually this child is going to form their own opinions and you pushing your opinions as a parent onto that child doesn't change the fact that they are going to eventually shift and they may possibly have different opinions than you in the future and this um also reminds me of like 
the parent of or uh, a pastor's child people always talk about pastor's children but these these children are normally the ones that go through the the thick of it when it comes to overprotective parents like they literally go through this um it's like suffocation to this rebel pipeline like they eat and breathe church life they're always in church they're not allowed to do certain things their parents hold very very tight uh grasps on them and that may be because of um you know they want to keep keep up a face or they want to raise their children a certain way um whatever 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 but eventually that child is going to get a taste of what they're missing out on and then that's when they become sneaky that's when they start to push or they start to explore the world but kind of secretly because they have to still keep up that mask and even though I um, am not the child of a pastor and as I said I have experience with my overprotective parents it's the same thing like once you begin to develop your own opinions and your parents are still pushing their opinions and beliefs on you you just begin to do what you want in silence you do what you want when it's hidden and you go back to them and you smile and pretend that you agree with them because it's easier than creating that conflict but just like a pastor's child they become rebellious the rebellion begins because they believe that they were missing out it's like it's like if there's a dog you have a dog and you only feed this dog at 7 p.m 7 p.m every day you feed this dog and that's their food schedule right but one day you were so tired that you fed your dog at 7 p.m and you passed out right after but you accidentally left the bag of food open that dog smells that bag of food that dog does not care that it is 7 15 p.m he she is jumping into that bag and eating or they're playing or they're doing something because all of a sudden there's this unbridled potential for food just like with um the kids i was just talking about there's this unbridled potential like wow look at the world it's so bright but if they if the parents had allowed their children to explore the world and explore their own opinions younger when they get older there is no there's no need for them to run into the stereotypical things that they think that they should be doing because normally rebellion happens or begins to happen in like the teenage years and normally teenagers are um, drinking, smoking, I don't know, going to parties, getting tattoos, whatever. So that that may be what the child runs into first. 
They may get a piercing. They may go to a party. They may come home drunk, whatever. I'm not saying that you... <laughs> I'm not saying that you should allow your child to be drinking at a young age. What I'm saying is that if, let's say, you're this pastor's child and your child has an interest in... um music your child has an interest in let's say rap music at a young age and you're like no we don't listen to rap music we only listen to gospel music in this house so now the child is covering up this passion of theirs because you've told them that the only way that they can be musically stimulated is with gospel and then they get older and they rediscover this passion and then they start, they get into gospel or oh my gosh, they get into rap music and they completely abandon gospel music because that was the barrier that was blocking them from rap music. I'm not saying that gospel music is bad or that rap music is good. I'm just saying that that is the way that you see it. Like when something is a barrier, that's why a lot of children pastor children I keep talking about pastor children but a lot of pastor children when the time comes for them to be able to make their own decisions about going to church or not they're going to choose not to go to church because it was a chore it was something that was blocking them from living their own life and in my um life I think that so we're going to go back to surrender. But in my life, I think that one of the largest acts of surrender for me started um, involuntarily. And I feel like that's how most acts of surrender, especially when it's like a spiritual surrender, you don't want to hold on to something or you don't want to let go of something, but holding on is too difficult. And for me, that first act of surrender was um, my ego death. And an ego death is defined as a complete loss of subjective self-identity. It may also mean a fundamental transformation of the psyche. So basically... I'm just saying that I lost a part of myself. I had to give up a part of myself um, or something that, like for me, um, my my um, beginning of my ego death began with the loss of my church identity, right? Because the beginning of COVID, I was no longer being um, pushed to always go to church um, every Sunday, be at church three times a week, whatever. And then... I started to analyze. I'm like, okay, is this really what I want? I'm not discrediting the teachings of the Bible. But I'm like, okay, the the way that I view the world, am I just putting on this Christian lens because I have to? Or am I putting it on because that's the only way or that is the quote unquote right way for me to see the world? And once I realized that it wasn't the way that I saw the world anymore, I had to give up that part of myself. And obviously, 
that kind of um, unlearning takes a lot of time and I still like I said I'm not discrediting the teachings of the Bible because I believe the Bible is um an like a good instructional and religious texts are good um knowledge that we can pull from you know to help us to live our lives but it was no longer the lifestyle the way that the basically the people that were and i've talked about this before but the people that were in that church the people that were upholding this religion that i was um supposedly supposed to be living and um subscribing to for the rest of my life were not the best role models like why are you 65 and you're gossiping about a 20 year old why are you looking around and judging what everybody else is wearing why are you making like having conversations and about people's outfits like why is that your calling when you're supposed to be going to church to worship but i digress anyway within this time the beginning of covid um and even after i began to ask the universe to transform me i was in a very 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 i'm using a lot of varies to emphasize uh very times a thousand i was in a horrible place at that time um and I was tired of it. I was tired of being this person. I was tired of looking in the mirror and seeing this per- Not that, um, I mean, physically, you could see on me, like, my eye bags were really, really deep. My skin looked drained. I looked just drab. But I mean, I was seeing this version of myself. I was seeing basically the depression the low state reflected back to me and i was tired of looking like to the point where i stopped looking in the mirror because the person that was looking back at me was not the person that i um i wanted to be anymore so i started asking the universe to transform me and you need to be very careful what you ask the universe for because you will get it you will definitely fucking get it but i was asking the universe to transform me and i kept saying universe i need a transformation i need a change i need some some shift from this particular uh way that i'm currently going and again i didn't know what i was asking for i didn't realize what that meant and i wasn't ready for what it meant because basically what I was asking is, universe, take away all the bullshit that I'm holding on to in order for me to get out of this pit that I'm currently in. And the universe said, all right, like, let's, you want to challenge or you want to challenge me, want to challenge yourself, let's go. Um, and essentially, I was asking for... A tower moment and for those of you who don't know um in tarot there is a tower a, oh my god in tarot there is a tower card and um the tower upright um represents destruction it represents change tra- tragic circumstances and a lot of pain but and people normally people that read uh cards 
or people that get readings or just in general the 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 um, meaning of the card normally scares people in a bunch of people in the tarot community but one thing i really like about this card or a type of tower moment is it is also a form of renewal it's a sign of transformation it's it's like okay we have to break all this shit down we have to push all this bad not bad shit but we have to pull down this tower that you've built for yourself to the foundation and then clear out the foundation too and then rebuild from the ground up once again it's literally telling you that you have the opportunity to recreate yourself that's insane like you're getting a second chance at life that's crazy but anyway um this tower moment didn't even really come for me for like this me putting this uh, act of surrender into action didn't really come for me physically I guess or I didn't really notice it happening until maybe the end of last year because I started I started realizing that I was changing as a person and I was changing, but then there was a cognitive dissonance. There's like a the disconnect between what I was saying that I was and the things that I was doing and the people I was associating with. So I became the block princess. I started blocking. I started deleting. I started clearing out people that no longer served me, people that have done me wrong, people have done the people that I love wrong and... Um, people are like, one of the guys that I deleted, he, um, he was like, oh, do we have beef? They're always asking if you have beef. Like, bro, I don't even eat meat. Like, we have no beef. It's just that I don't think that you no longer qualify you to be in my space. You're taking up space for someone who could be benefiting me, for someone who I could be learning from, for someone who could, or the space of someone that could be um, loving me. Definitely not like only romantic love. I also mean platonic love, but somebody that could be providing me with a satisfying relationship. And you, like you're not doing shit. (laughs) But anyway, before... I continue. I just want to go back to um, my point about the ego death. So we can go through multiple ego deaths because the ego is essentially what makes us human. If that dies, then we are no longer human, right? Because this, um, when I say that we're no longer human, I mean um, the ego is uh your subjective self identity so if you are um if you go into a space and someone asks who are you right you can say i'm a christian i'm a muslim um i'm atheist uh i write music I, um, whatever you like to do, you're going to list all those things that you put your energy into. And let's say you're a musician and then all of a sudden you can no longer make music. 
that's going to be a depressing time for you. And other people may not understand, but that is, that was an important part of your life. And then all of a sudden, it's being pulled away. All of a sudden, your passions are being like unplugged. You no longer have that connection to yourself. So now you have to mourn the loss of this beautiful art. And then as you, you may never get over it, but like with me, with the loss of religion or the loss of, um, I guess, me not going to church anymore, whatever you want to call it, I had to mourn that part of me. Not because I, well, yeah, I was sad that whatever, 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 like I'd lost a part of, or I was losing a part of something that has been, had been with me from birth, but I was losing something that had become such a large part of my identity. Like, when I was in middle school, people used to call me church girl. Like, that's how bad it was. It was a large part of who I said that I was. But this ego, I don't even really want to call an ego death either. An ego disintegration, because like I said, the ego can never really die. And you know, as you as you change and evolve, and let's say that you, like I disintegrate this part of um, Christianity, the religion aspect of things, and then my spirituality blooms in place of that. And to me, that is... A help that feels like a healthier connection to myself and a healthier building of my ego because within spirituality I've been able to look at myself even objectively and be honest with myself and see the parts of myself that um I no longer resonated with and I was okay with releasing that I was okay with surrendering being like I got me and if I need to drop XYZ, spirit, universe, the, the divine, you handle it. You handle it because this shit is no longer for me to handle. It is out of my control. I have to drop a relationship. Spirit's telling me to drop a relationship. I drop the relationship. Spirit is telling me to delete someone. Someone is, you know, whatever, whatever. I do it. Obviously, I'm not going to listen the first time. And sometimes really painful shit happens that makes it like this situation has to end now and because you weren't listening we're gonna make it painful for you so that you know never to do this bullshit again but anyway the tower moment (laughs) um my life was literally falling apart around me and continue to fall apart around me and continues to constantly fall apart around me and all i can do is stand in the middle of it i can i can just all that all the control that i really have over the situation is to physically stand in or i guess not physically stand in the middle of it but i just have to be in the center like the eye of the storm, like I'm being protected and all of this shit is spinning around me and all I can do is watch. All I can do is wait until it's calm for me to go back out there and live or 
or at least go back out there and be in a better version of the life that um, spirit, the universe, God, et cetera, et cetera, wants for me. Because when you come to this realization, things start clicking for you. When you come to the realization that letting go, a lot of, I feel like a lot of, um, I hear a lot of people say this, um, that you should let go of expectations. And a lot of men, don't get me wrong, a lot of men use that as a little um, quirky way, (laughs) a little quirky way of saying that they can't commit to shit. But in my my definition, I mean, um, you let go of what is going to happen in the end. All you are worrying about is the present. All you're worrying about is what is currently in front of you. And that's the it's only the present that I guess that's one of the biggest things about surrender is that the only thing that you can control you can control the future. The past is already gone. The only thing you can control in this moment is your reaction to the shit that is coming at you. Because unexpected shit comes to you all the time. And the only thing that you can do is either let it drive you crazy or you let that emotion come over you and then you let it pass. You find gratitude in that moment. You try to find... If you can't change the situation in under five minutes, then you have no reason to be stressing about it in this moment. It's going to happen. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. You stressing about it is not going to stop. If you're supposed to break up with someone, you stressing about it is not going to stop that breakup from happening. Because once it's once it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Period. And that kind of comes or brings me to my second point. Uh, surrender comes with acceptance and detachment. It's kind of like it is what it is kind of mindset. Like you're just like it's it's like you're like, OK this shit is happening now, okay, and this shit is happening now, okay, like, I have, it is what it is, a good example, or at least an example, can be like, okay, let's say that I'm trying to leave my house, right, I have to go to work, let's say, and I keep bumping into things, and everything's going wrong, in that moment, I have two options, I either let myself, excuse me, I let myself get angry and make myself late, right? Get myself angry and aggravate the peace. Because you gotta, if you're going to work, you gotta go with peace of mind. Because sometimes work is the place that pisses you off the most. You have to try your best to to try to go in with a good um, mindset. But anyway, you choose to either get angry or you choose to just... The reason you're bumping into shit is probably because you're moving so erratically, right? So you take a moment, 
take a deep breath, find a moment of calm. And for me, I would say something. I like to say my affirmations out loud, especially when like my head gets a little bit, you know, a little, mm, you, you guys can't see me, but <laughs> when my head gets a little bit, you know, loud in the, in the cranium area, I try to quiet myself down by articulating what I want to be feeling, right? Speak it as if it has already happened. So for me, I would say something for I'm grateful for this moment of chaos. It could be protecting me from larger chaos. Because maybe this this um little bumping into situation causes you to miss the bus and the bus you're supposed to get on crashes. You know, heaven forbid. But I mean, like, that's a little bit dramatic. But I mean, you could be... You could be, be being protected from a lot scarier or heavier shit than just bumping your toe or being late for work. And with the bus, with the bus, with the bus, with the bus, I always see when people miss the bus. Obviously, when you miss the bus, you're going to be mad. You're going to be like, what the fuck? I miss my bus. But again, if you're like, okay, I'm going to be late for work what the fuck are you talking about? Like, if I miss my bus, my boss is going to be mad. Okay, but your boss being mad isn't going to change because you're already late for work. It's simply, you get on the bus, you're like, I will get there in divine timing. Spirit, please protect me and everyone on this bus, including the driver, that we all get to our destination safely. Right? That's good. That's easy. It brings you to a moment of calm. If you need to, you can do a little external work. Like you can, you know, text your boss and then put your phone on airplane mode. Put your phone on do not disturb. Put your music in. Put this podcast in and you do your thing. Simple, easy, effective. Can't change the outcome. Don't stress about what is currently happening in that moment. And sometimes that outcome isn't just like, oh, I'm late for work or late for school or whatever. It may be um, an attachment to a relationship, an attachment to another person. And of course, attachments to people get really hard, really fast because... If you have a relationship, and it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Say you have a best friend, and you love this person, but you feel like you guys are drifting apart, right? You need to acknowledge that you are growing as a person. It should scare you if you are still friends with every single person you've ever met since you were five. Because as we grow and as we evolve as humans, our needs in relationship change. Our our needs in relationships change. And not every relationship is meant to last for a lifetime. All relationships are meant to teach us something in some degree, 
but they're not teaching us things for life. Not everybody is supposed to be staying in your life forever. Not everybody should be permitted access to you for too long. And again, you may really, 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 really want them in your life. And it may make you, like, you forcing that relationship to stay together, you trying your best to kind of pull those pieces together, may work right now. It may work for you right now, but there's a reason why you feel that way. There's a reason why it's falling apart. And that little thought in the back of your mind, that is your intuition. Never ignore your intuition because that shit is going to come back and bite you in the ass. The universe is going to take that person out of your life and after they're gone you're gonna remember that thought that's what always happens to me i try to control the outcome of situations and once things fall apart as soon as they fall apart i remember the thought that i had months before years before the little inkling i had that things would no longer work out and then things start not working out and things end and i'm like if i had just listened to myself a year ago, if I just listened to myself six months ago, two weeks ago, I would have avoided so much painful shit. Because the thing about humans is that we lack foresight. We have no idea what the future holds. And you just need to understand that the universe or God is taking this thing, this person, this relationship out of your life. To either make space, not even either, to make space for something better. To make space for a better person. Obviously not saying that the person you were, the person that we were talking about before in this um, supposed friendship was a bad person. I just mean better for you um, to be in a friendship with. Because obviously if you're thinking about, like things with strong foundations don't just fall over. Like, if everything within the relationship is strong, why would you question the longevity of that relationship? You wouldn't question it, which means that things were already beginning to fall apart. And in your subconscious, you've picked up on it, but your conscious mind has not started to understand that yet. So in the back of your head, your your subconscious is working, your subconscious is picking up on all of the cues and everything, but your your conscious mind has not done it yet so that's why you push it away because you're you're not able to understand yet or justify why that thought is there but it's there and again we shouldn't be ignoring it and sometimes the um thing that we have to let go of is something really big like bigger than a friendship sometimes we have to let go of long-term relationships sometimes we have to let go of careers sometimes sometimes even dropping out of school like there are people that go to um post-secondary education and they they're going just because of their parental approval a lot of um people of color go through this where they go through um their parents telling them you must be a doctor you must be a lawyer blah 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 and they start school and they hate it and it's either you 
go through X amount of years of schooling to make your parents proud and be sad for the rest of your life, or you drop out, a little embarrassed, little sadness from them, whatever, they'll get over it, and then you live your life because their life is, they've already lived their life. They've already, they've already made their choices. And you are also entitled to making those choices too. And sometimes it's the, the attachment may even, well, in, in romantic relationships, because more in friendships, friendships are like, okay, I just want this person in my life. A friendship doesn't necessarily have an end goal, but with a relationship, you may, this person may be treating you like shit in the moment. But you are, you have, you're like, okay, I want to marry this person. I want to, in the future, we are going to X, Y, Z. In the future, they will change. They say they will change. But if you're paying attention, you have to pay attention to the future, to the, to the present. Does this person make you happy right now? Right now, as you're sitting, right now, as you're listening, does this person make you happy? Does this job make you happy? I want you to answer if any of these apply to you. Um, Does that relationship make you happy? Does that friendship make you happy? Does that program make you happy at school? Um, Whatever it is that you are doing, does it physically make you happy right now? And if the answer is no, and you cannot change that, and you feel as though um, the thing is coming to an end drop it that's not easy of course but you are missing out on the happiness that you could be finding in another person the happiness that you could be finding in another job another program maybe university isn't even for you maybe you'll find happiness and make more money because a lot of um parents of children of color they tend to um want their children to be doctors and lawyers because they want like a certain they want to be seen a certain way right my my child is a doctor my child is blah 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 and your child is here having mental breakdowns every single day you don't care about your child right now you just you just want to say a little a little you want to feel a little bit of pride when your child is here having mental breakdowns for six seven years that shit no but anyway i digress the point is The happiness that you should be focusing on and the pride that you should be focusing on is your own happiness and pride for things that you have made for yourself, for things that you are happy about. Even with this podcast, it has been a thought in my mind, um, a thing that I've been wanting to do for a while. And my parents don't even know about it because it's not that they, like my parents wouldn't be proud of me but there's this well I mean I do swear and talk about um my (laughs) diversion from Christianity so that wouldn't make them proud or happy to hear but I just mean in terms of um they wouldn't understand and sometimes people don't understand at all and it's okay if they don't understand as long as you're happy as long as you feel that pride in what you're doing the pride that you feel within yourself is enough and the people that will genuinely be proud of you for the steps you've taken will come along on the journey when you need them 
you just start doing your shit and the people that um resonate with you will flock to you it's simple it's really really simple you just have to believe and trust that the universe the divine god whatever um godhead figure that you believe in has the power you have to give them that um power to say hey listen up when i'm talking to spirit um and i'm talking to um the universe i'm very direct i say you say you have control of my life you say that you want me to surrender to you i need you to help me in this process i need you to um show me what i need to give up in the physical i need you to show me ways in which i can surrender i need you to show me what next steps i need to be taking in order to and i send it out into the universe and maybe um after i finish that little conversation that little talk at spirit i go on tiktok and i see a video about letting go of toxic friends and or i see a video of um dropping a toxic job whatever the case may be but that sign to me that is a sign because yeah it may just be like a video whatever whatever but i've just asked for i've just asked for um direction right and if i'm resonating with this video about dropping toxic friends that must mean that there's some toxicity in my life that i'm ignoring this must mean that if i'm if because people talk about signs all the time and it's very important to remember that um the universe will send you signs based on um who you are so for me i'm always on tiktok i was on twitter pinterest whatever so i may just see a tweet about um toxicity i'm just using toxicity because it's something that you need to let go of but um a toxic situation and again if it resonates with you don't just be pulling shit out of your ass like if it genuinely resonates with you and you genuinely feel as though it is talking to you then you run with it you run with it because there's a reason why that has been placed in your why is it the first video you see as you open tiktok why is it the first tweet you see before your timeline refreshes why is it the first thing that you're greeted with it's because that's a sign that you choose to either take or not take but it's available to you and sometimes we have a really hard time uh surrendering even with with me um with we have an issue with perfectionism because we need this thing to be perfect um no i need to be in this job because um i have to have this certain life and this is the only way this is the only amount of like the job that gives me the amount of money that allows me to live this certain life or i need to be in this relationship because we've been together for three years and that's gonna be three years of my life wasted whatever i'm sorry but like that um that mindset again we don't know what the future holds just because you know, you have this job that may be sustaining a certain lifestyle for you. But maybe that lifestyle is, maybe you're thinking too low. Maybe you are working a retail job as a manager and you're like, fuck this, you drop it. 
And then you get a job because you have a degree. You get a job in your career and you're making triple that. Like once they're as long as I feel like resonating with things that are in your life is so important and you need to check in constantly with the things you're surrounding with. Ask yourself. Do I still connect with this person? Do I still connect with this job? Am I having mental breakdowns every time I go to work because of work? Is my mental health declining because of work? Is my physical health declining because of work? If you've answered yes to either of those questions, maybe that job isn't for you. But anyway, perfectionism. There is no need to be perfect. There is no need to feel as though you have to present yourself a certain way because perfection doesn't exist perfection just like control is an illusion it is um a generated image um a generated societal image society because why do you think beauty trends and beauty standards change it's because our ideas of perfection change it's because over time we resonate as a society we begin to resonate with different things being quote-unquote beautiful like, um, now there's like the BBL epidemic. Everybody wants a big butt. Everybody wants boob jobs. Everyone wants big lips. But, um, maybe 15 years ago, everybody wanted to be flat. Everybody wanted to kind of hide those, or maybe not 15 years ago, maybe like in the nineties, the nineties, two thousands, the aesthetic was, um, you know, kind of like flat, everything skinny, everything. So a lot of people, would feel like they weren't perfect because they were um they had a bigger body size. But now people that have a smaller body size may feel as though they're not perfect because they don't have those curves. So see, it's just the change. It's like a shift in groupthink and then all of a sudden you believe that is the standard when in reality beauty is only in the eye of the beholder. Nothing is perfect and no one is perfect. If you are an artist and you make any kind of art, your art is beautiful because you have produced it. Your art is beautiful because you've taken the time to tap into your passions and pull this out of yourself. You've taken the time to connect with yourself long enough in order to produce something that you can look at, a physical thing um it may it may not be like something you can hold like it may be a song that's online or it may be a poem that's in like your notes or whatever but it's something that you can look on you can say wow i've tapped into my passions enough for me to um be able to create this beautiful thing and sometimes perfection perfectionism even stops us from doing anything at all and my um, advice to you, even if you are not an artist, um, even if it's exam season, good luck to all my exam people, my people in school. Um, drink lots of water, please. Um, make sure you're eating well. Make sure you're sleeping well. Do not cram before the exam. It's not going to be worth it. You're just going to be stressed. Take those for those last 15 minutes before and just take time to center yourself. Breathe. Because if you go in with anxious energy... The anxious energy is going to make you probably forget some things. So take your time. Breathe. What you know, you already know that 15 minutes is not going to help you. The 15 minutes is not going to provide any information that would stop you from passing or failing that exam. But you got this. Anyway, but when it comes to essays um, or um, having any kind of creative 
process i wouldn't really call an essay a creative process but any kind of process that you have to get through because you have to get to a final um a final result just start just start it whatever way whatever format suits you and you're like oh but this isn't the um this isn't the final format that i want you're not at the final stage yet you're not even because as a person i believe that um i'm currently evolving and i never reach my final stage even stage even with this podcast i want it to be evolving as i evolve so things may change as i things will change as i change but i'm not going to wait until i change to do it because i'm constantly changing which means i will never start that thing and if you are a person that creates art or um makes yeah let's say creates art um you should be constantly evolving because as you tap into your passion and as you work on the things that you love they start to elevate because you discover things about yourself through your passions right so just start make as many drafts as you need but you also okay if it's music or like um something like this podcast i am sometimes before i press um publish i am very 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 i am also a perfectionist but i'm i get very very anxious because i feel like i'm just rambling but then i remember that someone i'm hoping that someone finds something there's somebody that's going to listen to it and i may be rambling and 99 people may say oh my god shut the fuck up you're only rambling and one person may come to me and say you know that last thing that you said or that one sentence that you said really helped me thank you and that would be enough for me as long as there is someone that is benefiting from my creative process and my rambling and my thoughts and someone that can resonate or someone that can feel sympathy for their situation or whatever the case may be that is always my goal but yeah guys that's really all i have for you today thank you for listening um i really appreciate it happy easter weekend i guess i don't know if you say happy easter on the fr- on good friday but um happy easter i love you guys i'll talk to you in the next episode bye